but I didn't feel any, you know, discrimination or racism That's while good. I was there. No one tried to like touch your hair yeah. or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was trying to touch their hair. <laughs> I was trying to find me some Peruvian bundles. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you were not. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> Hello, hello, welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today is the official launch of Young, Gifted, and Abroad, um, episode one. So I'm feeling all kinds of good about it, and I hope you are too. By the time you hear this, it will be Juneteenth, uh, June 19th. And for those of you who don't know, Juneteenth is the day, um, the symbolic day where we uh, celebrate when the last of um, the enslaved peoples of African descent um, found out they were free in Texas um, in 1865. And if you know history, then you know they weren't really the last of the last to be emancipated, but that's the day that um, we just like to acknowledge our ancestors, how hard they fought, how far we've come as a people, and how far we're continuing to come today. So, and I figured what better day to start Young Gifted and Abroad, because I feel like, um, I feel like uh, with freedom includes freedom of movement. And this podcast is going to be all about acknowledging people of color who've Um, been able to go outside their country of origin and have these vast experiences and I have the honor and privilege to talk to them about it and share what they say with you. Um, So thank you for tuning in. I hope this uh, is something that will bless and inspire you as well as many others. Um, So today our first go-round is with my cousin Kayla. I've known her all of her life and most of mine. (laughs) And um, she went to Peru in the summer of 2016 as an undergraduate student. Um, So she um, spent some time to talk to me all about that. Um, It's a really fun discussion. Um, I learned so much and I respect her. um, I respect my cousin for so many reasons and you'll hear about it um, in the interview. But listening to her talk, I just respect her all the more now and um and yeah i'm I'm excited to to have you hear it um now first before i um before we delve into it i do want to put out um a trigger warning her program was based around social justice so she spent a lot of time visiting different organizations and people who are involved in various facets of social justice in peru So in our discussion, we did talk about um, issues such as women's body autonomy, uh, gender identity, sexual assault, human trafficking, sex work, poverty. Um, And I know these can be uh, touchy subjects or might even recall certain traumas for you, depending on who you are listening right now. So I just want to put that out there. We do uh, mention these things, but overall, um, I believe it's a very fun and lighthearted discussion. Um, And I just, I really hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my cousin, Kayla Bryant. All right. Awesome. Okay, so how are you? How have you been doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> what was that fake face for? <laughs> it was a happy face. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> have you done anything for Memorial Day weekend? Um, we had a surprise party for Uncle Wayne yesterday, and then we went to eat today. Hopefully, I'm going swimming tomorrow. 
How about oh, yourself? Nice. Yeah, it's been good. I went to a parade yesterday, which was cool. I'd never been to a parade before because it's the okay. uh, Indy 500. So they had this huge mm. parade yesterday and it was nice. It was hot, but <laughs> it was nice though. Well, first of all, thank you so much for um, for being a guest on my podcast. You are the first person, number one. So this whole thing is like new to me. It's like an experiment. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and thank you for <laughs> being <laughs> thank you for being accommodating because I know we had to keep switching stuff around. It was like, okay, when when are we gonna do this or that? You know. So I'm glad I finally get to talk to you, huh? I said we're doing it. Yes, we are. We are. Um, so uh, to start out first, obviously I know you. I know who you are. But for those who will be listening and don't know who you are, go, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? You know, where you went to school, okay. whatever you want people to know about yourself. Well, my name is Kayla, Kayla Bryant to be exact. I am a native of Louisville, Kentucky. I just graduated from the University of Louisville with a bachelor's in social work. And I will be returning to Louisville um, in August for my master's in social work. Um, Right now, I'm employed doing registration with a local hospital Mm -hmm. um, called Jewish and then I also serve as a program coordinator for um, Howland Park Community Development Corporation summer program. So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. And I'm getting married in July. So finishing up that. And yeah. Yeah. You were just like on it. I was telling my mom the other day how you just seem to always be doing so much. And this year especially is just like so many changes and so many new things for you like I don't know how you do it but I admire you totally I really do thank you (laughs) so um so you went to Peru right in 2016 was it Peru okay how long were you there Mm -hmm. how long were you there I was there for three weeks okay and this was during the summer yeah okay so, I mean, was did you just hear about the program and decided you wanted to go, or was it required for something? Like, how did you end up participating in the program? Well, at Uelville, I joined a um, scholarship program called Muhammad Ali um, Institute for Peace and Justice. Mm-hmm. And so part of joining that program, you had to commit to... Um, meeting weekly with them and then one of the summers that you were part of the program it was a two-year program you would travel abroad and we would have to do like this huge paper research paper um, comparing something to the United States to wherever we traveled to and so um, we didn't know for the longest what we were going to travel it was between Mexico Cuba um, somewhere in Africa and then Peru so as it got closer to the date, they let us know that we were going to Peru. So that's how I traveled there. Awesome. Did you have a preference between the other potential countries? Like, did you, would you prefer to go to Mexico or Cuba? Or were you okay with the fact that uh, going to Peru? With it being my first time out of the country, I really mm-hmm. didn't know. So okay. I was kind of just ready to go wherever. Right. It was um, going to be new to you no matter where you went. At the time. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. And so you said it's the huh? the it's the Muhammad Ali Scholarship Program for Peace and Justice, right? Is that uh-huh. what you... Okay. So was the theme of the... Like, what? how was it structured? Was it supposed to be you studying peace and justice in Peru? Or, you know, what was the, what was the focus so, of yeah. that program? So when we went there, well, before we went there, we just studied different things um, about justice. So like Mm -hmm. poverty, um, LGBTQ studies, um, the war on drugs and crime, um, women's rights, children, 
we just looked at different things in the United States and then abroad. And so we went to Peru, um, our sponsors of the trip, they had set up different um, places for us to go. So while we were there, we talked to LGBT. They don't have the queue there, so it's LGBT. Mm-hmm. So we visited mm-hmm. them and we talked about like different rights, um, how they were fighting for different things and how um, they often faced a lot of violent crimes mm. because of the way they looked like a girl had her hair shaved down like it was a guy um Mm -hmm. she would have to like face possibly being beat up just by walking down the street or being raped so Mm -hmm. uh it was very deep and then we went to a women's center where they had had a it was kind of neat they had a uterus painted in front of the doors when we went in and so there we talked about women's rights and how um a woman should have the right to have an abortion if they were to be pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about pro pro choice. Um, we went to a shelter where there were children and mothers who were prone to be um, like human trafficking and um, like workers. Uh, what is the word I'm trying to say? They call it something. Um, like for the children to know like if there are if they are working in a home like some of the children would go there um, to like earn extra money or mm-hmm. to get help with homework and stuff like that so they would start out like that but then sometimes the family that they were with they would like become sexual with them and try to like sell oh, yeah. them to mm-hmm. someone else so it was kind of them teaching them you know this is right and this is wrong because they were so young so we went there we had an opportunity to go downtown um, Peru to like lawyers offices where they had a connection with someone here in the United States Mm. and just learn about some of the laws and policies that they have going on and what they're fighting for Um, so we got to see a lot of different stuff there uh, regarding social justice and so we had to tie it into, um, we had to create a paper, a research paper, and tie it into something that happened there that could also happen here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So you, so you weren't like in a classroom every day. You were visiting different centers and agencies every day. Is that how it yes. worked? Okay. And then would you like get every together day. every day? Would you get together every day and like talk about it or like how did it go? Yeah, we would regroup. We would regroup. Okay. Um, maybe not every day, mm-hmm. but maybe like every two two days we would get down, get together, sit down, maybe at lunch, and just discuss what we've learned so far and make comparisons. Okay. We'll try to make comparisons, and then like each day, maybe not each day, we went to a different place, but it was very frequent. We were at a lot of different places, um, and we would you know have a message each day and get to see like a different perspective of social justice nice nice and so where in peru were you were you in lima the whole time or did you go around to different places i was in, peru? in lima i was in lima uh for majority of the time and then we went to oh i can't think of the name <laughs> I can't think of the name, but we went to like a beach to have fun, and that was okay. not Um And then we went close to the what they call the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where most of like the get down happens, uh, like a lot of prostitution. Oh wow! And okay. we were close to there, um, and we got to see like actually someone who is a service worker, what they call themselves a a service worker, but they actually prostitute. And we got Mm -hmm. to meet her and she's actually a transgender. Um, And that was close to the jungle. So, but most of the time we stayed in Lima because that was like the the most safest place for us to be. Okay, all right. And how many of, of, how many were you? I know you said this is part of a scholarship program. Hello? Oh, can you not hear me? What'd you say? 
Yeah, I, I was just. Now. You can hear me now. Okay. Um, no, I was just saying. Uh, I was just asking you how many people there were, how many students. There were ten scholars and uh, four adults. Okay. Four sponsors. Gotcha. And so, was there anything that y'all had to do? Because I know, um, you know, a scholarship program like the one you were in comes with a certain set of requirements for you to stay in the program. But was mm -hmm. there anything special that you had to do leading up to going to Peru? Like if you didn't do this, this and that as part of the as a, a scholar in this program, would you have not been able to go to Peru or? Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything so like that? Before. Um, of course, to get in the program, you had to have a certain GPA and a certain amount of community service hours, uh, like being involved in different programs on mm -hmm. campus. And while, and you had to write an essay. And so when you, and you had to have an interview, which made me so nervous. I don't mm -hmm. like interviews. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you got in the program, like I said before, you have to meet weekly. Um, mm -hmm. Every Friday for about three hours, we would have each week we would have a different discussion um, on different things that's going on within the United States. And so attendance was very important. Um, we had different field trips, uh, different assignments, and you had to complete like each one of these for you to be eligible to go into the trip um, unless you had like a legitimate excuse as to why you couldn't come mm -hmm. but other than that you were expected to be there okay all right that sounds pretty straightforward and mm -hmm. um so you said this is your first time leaving the country right so you had to get your yes. passport and everything how did you how did like aunt terry feel about that were they ner were your parents nervous for you or oh you yes <laughs> my mom so nervous my mom was so nervous. Mind you, this was my first time even flying. I was, we were oh, all Oh, you hadn't scared. been on a plane before? No, that was oh, my, my first goodness. time. <laughs> so she's seen how nervous I was. So it made her even more nervous. Um, of course, she cried and was like, oh, my baby, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> my baby's leaving me that's what she did <laughs> <laughs> but it was very nervous because they had warned us that um security uh what is it u.s um what some people department call it state. yeah they, state. They, yeah like they may stop you in the airport if you um you know seem like you're doing something wrong or just might stop you to ask you questions to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing ah uh, so customs was it customs what is, they were talking about yes customs uh -huh. they may stop you um so that that made me nervous mm -hmm. um because i didn't want anyone pulling me to the side away from mm -hmm. the group mm -hmm. um and then of course they had search dogs and you know i'm scared That's of dogs, like dogs. so <laughs> I did not like dogs. I was like, Lord, please don't dogs come up to me. Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, and then we couldn't we couldn't have our phones out all the time. So it was like a certain time where I could call home and talk to my mom and dad. And so she every time I call her, she would be very happy to hear from me. So yeah, oh, I bet, I bet. So they didn't, I know they were, I know they were nervous for you. And I know, especially Aunt Terry was like, you know, worried that everything would go okay. But no one tried to like, talk you out of it, right? Or tell you not to go, right? There no. anyone who discouraged you. No one okay. ever did that. That's good. That's really good. And Aunt Faye, does she have any sort of wisdom to tell you in advance or? Well, Aunt Faye's always the type to just be to take each opportunity and mm -hmm. go for it and you know live your life and just take it and run with it mm -hmm. that's good that was her advice and to be okay. safe of course <laughs> right don't go nowhere by yourself that's what she said so <laughs> okay so wait so okay so you went so three weeks visiting all these um 
centers and agencies learning about social justice and at the end like your final i don't know i guess like at the end you had to write a paper on it that would be um i guess what you would get graded on for the program right mm-hmm. the okay. paper right. yeah gotcha. and so um was there any one person or any one place you went to that stuck out the most to you that you felt you learned the most from um or some just oh. like kind of I don't know, maybe even if it disturbed you or something, was was there one place or person that you came across that you felt like really defined your experience for you? Yes, um, it was a couple of places. I have a good positive place and then I have mm-hmm. a disturbing place. Okay. So I'm going to start with the disturbing. Um, <laughs> so we as a group were walking to dinner. We had to walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we were walking to dinner um, and a young lady walked up to us and she had a baby in her arms mm-hmm. and this guy that I was with um, he was with us in the group he was in front of us and the lady walked up to him and started talking to us and then she tried to shove the baby in his arms and was asking for money so she was trying to sell her child to us for money mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just very disturbing because mm-hmm. of like the the measures some of the individuals would go to get money because that's how bad it was over there, like how bad they were impoverished, mm-hmm. and it was just very sad that somebody would sacrifice their child um for money but right. and it just made us like look like dang like look how blessed or fortunate we are in the United States like us as a group specifically um, where a mother would do something like that for money and they were and the other people that were sitting there it was another lady breastfeeding right there on the side of the sidewalk with a um, cup asking for money because of how um their situations was and it it just disturbed us that they were kind of using their children as pawns um because there was another time late at night a little girl walked up to us asking for money and we're like you know it's 11 o'clock at night where is this child's parent Mm -hmm. you know and then we look around and it's a guy in the corner like he's telling her go do this go go get some money from them because they you know kind of see that we're more vulnerable to children rather than adults so that was just kind of disturbing and then a positive um, experience that I had there with one of the agencies where the shelter I was talking about where the children are more prone to human trafficking and being Mm -hmm. service workers um, we got to talk to some of the children some of the girls and it was so funny because they didn't understand a word we were saying (laughs) and we didn't understand a word they were saying but it was just like the um the bond that we created with them like i have pictures of us just laughing and talking and we played games and we listened to them um they created a play to um define what they had learned with their lesson on human trafficking Mm -hmm. and what is right and what's wrong and so they it just the joy in their heart like when we were there we played games and they didn't want us to leave so that really touched my heart there and I still have the pictures to these day, to this day. Um, so sweet of us laughing and talking <laughs> with one another. So, y'all didn't yeah. have a, an interpreter with y'all. Well, one of the sponsors that we had, she's actually the director of the program. She actually spoke their language, so yes. Okay. Okay. That was awesome. So you didn't have to try to rush to learn any Spanish before you went, or anything like that. No. We tried to learn, you know, of course, the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we were there and continuously hearing the different um, words they were saying, we kind of started picking up on what they were saying, like chicken, because we, I saw we ate was chicken, chicken and rice. <laughs> so we understood <laughs> what polio, polo, polio was. <laughs> so that was... That's that's how we started to learn by just picking it up and right. 
I knew what that was every time I went to a restaurant. So, but yeah. did you say you had some sort of fish thing that you didn't like? Didn't you? Um, I... oh, uh, ceviche. Oh, ceviche. okay. You didn't like that? No, that's <laughs> ceviche. It's like a raw fish, like they mm-hmm. cook it in lemon. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a very, very popular dish in Peru. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you go to any restaurant, they have ceviche. It's horrible. But you might like it. <laughs> I tried I tried to be adventurous and, you know, cultural competent, but I just, I couldn't right. do it. I mean, hey, you tried it and you don't like it. But at I least you, you gave it one good try. So, you know. Now, what they did have that was awesome is the uh, tres leches cake. Ooh, oh, yes. man. That is awesome. It was good, wasn't it? Awesome. Man, I couldn't stop eating it. And then they have this kind of sea bass. Uh-huh. Oh, girl, now you're going to make me go back over there to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then their juices is just yeah. so, it's so clean and natural. Mm-hmm. Like, they have pineapple juice, like apple juice, any juice you can think of. It was mm-hmm. really good really good that's good that's good because um that's one of the things i wondered if you were able to find anything that you liked over there to eat you know yes three weeks is a long time okay well that's good you didn't have to like starve anything because the food was like too much no that's good now what was so funny (laughs) about the food one of the girls that was with us she um she's a very very picky eater Mm-hmm. And so one of the foods she ate, it didn't have a taste to her. So she asked for some salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They thought that was so disrespectful. Like they were so Ooh. like angry that she asked for salt and pepper. Really? And, you know, yes. But coming from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, she might have not known that mm-hmm. in Peru, they find that disrespectful if you ask for seasoning to put on food. Yeah. So she kind of got the backlash of that. Like they looked at her like, what you mean you want salt and pepper? They're probably like, how so, dare you? He's saying our food is bland. <laughs> Needless to say, we we never did ask for any more seasoning anywhere we went. So I, I guess you didn't. I guess not. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, I'm sure you you were pretty busy visiting all the places and you know having to um, you know engage with social justice and learn. All that you were learning but did you have downtime and yeah so like what kind of things did you do i know you mentioned going to a beach right uh-huh we went mm-hmm. to a beach um we would swim in the hotel we stayed in like three or four different hotels oh, so that mm-hmm. was good it was like we started at the bottom as soon as we got there like we stayed in this motel and mm-hmm. um each time it got better like before we left, we were staying in a luxury, like luxurious hotel. So we would shop, we would eat, of course, we would just walk around the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good thing about that, uh, we also learned there, you know, to be always on your guard. Mm-hmm. They told us that if we're walking on, we need to keep our backpacks in the front of us, like not on the back, because people would come through and swipe the bottom of your backpack. So everything yeah. would fall out and they would take stuff. So um, we had to learn to just be stick together wherever we went um, mm-hmm. it, when they did allow us to have free time. Okay. Um, we, we went to a club, which was Ooh, very was funny. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it was very odd. Them people, they know how to party. It was a lot of fog everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing a lot of fist pumping. In the <laughs> it was awesome. It really was. <laughs> That's great. What kind of music were they playing in the club? Um, we had a couple uh, pop songs, and okay. it seemed like some reggae, and you know, a, a mixture of things. So okay. it was. It was very neat. It really That's was. Good. We also went to a comedy show, which was different. We went oh. as a group to a comedy mm-hmm. show. And it was like a game show mixed in. So we played games. 
okay. um, and won like four prizes. So that was awesome too. And all that was in Spanish. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was well, in Spanish. That so. must have been fun. Because I'm sure you can still kind it of was. figure out what's going on, even though you can't understand everything that's mm-hmm. being said, you know. Okay. And the first time I looked at a menu there, I was like, now how am I going <laughs> to get through this? <laughs> it was in Spanish. So. Right. So normally, what did you do then? Did you just point at pictures or ask, have someone well, else we had a- order for you? Yeah, one of our sponsors there, they oh, would right. interpret um, what is said. We sometimes tell them what do we what we wanted to eat, and then the wait waiter would tell us, you know, this is what that is, and so we did that. And then a lot of different times they had a English version there at the restaurant, mm-hmm. so that was good too. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, it seems like you had such a great time. That's so exciting. So um, it was. I'm wondering, I know you got to talk to Aunt Terry um, while you were there, but did you ever feel like, oh, I just want to go home? Or... Yeah. You... Yeah. But you were you were just going to ride that it time... out, right? Hmm? What'd you say? You, oh, no, you I was just going to say you were going to, you, you just decided to ride it out, even though you were kind of homesick. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. At that time, my mom was going through chemo, so mm-hmm. I kind of okay. wanted to stay home and be with her in the mm-hmm. first place, but she, you know, encouraged me to still go on and that she would be okay, so I just made it, like, a, my duty to make sure I talked to her and send mm-hmm. pictures, and I wanted her to send pictures to me, um, and I know that she really, that's something that she really wanted me to do for me and for my family um so i loved it there i I really did uh of course like it was sometimes like well i didn't have any something i couldn't talk to no one because you know my phone stays on my hip so i was like (laughs) oh lord what am i gonna do but Mm -hmm. (laughs) so a lot of times i journaled and i just you know wrote different things of how I was feeling or what I would tell my parents and my family when I got home yeah that's good was Aunt Terry the only one you talked to while you were there no I talked to um my mom my dad uh Jante Mm -hmm. Alexis I talked to Aunt Faye maybe twice and Yeah. yeah I think that's it okay that's really good. Because I had to go something, something special with my phone company, um, like a, a plan for why I was there. Right. So I didn't want to spend too much money. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real. <laughs> Especially That's since real. I'm not paying for it. So. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So I'm, I, I'm just like, because I know I asked you about it before and you told me some like bits here and there, but it's. It's really cool listening to you talk about it. I'm really glad you had such a positive experience, yeah. you know? Um, did you have anything that was, like, your most favorite? Like, other than the kids. I know you said you were at the shelter and you were playing with the kids and all that. Was there was there anything that was, like, your absolute favorite part of the trip? Mm. Or was that, like, was it playing with the kids the highlight for you? I think that was one of the highlights, but another time it was with more kids. They were actually in the process of building a school, mm. like a music school. Um, so we got to go there and visit. And it was in the slums. They call mm. it the slums, which is like the um, next to the jungle, like one of the most impoverished places. Um, so when we went there, they showed us around, showed us what they were building. They actually did performances, so we got to see them perform. And they just looked so happy, like, how much mm. music brought them happiness. Like, despite yeah. where they were located and mm. their um, socioeconomic status at the time, like, they just looked happy. Like, nothing else mattered. And so we would compare different dances. And it was funny because some of the dances that we do here... 
um, in the United States, they did some of them too, <laughs> even better. So and we was like, oh, so what you what you know about that? What you, right. you know? What you know about that? And they would show us <laughs> do it even better than what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So that was that was one of my most favorite times. Um, and then, chow, we went hiking. You know, I did Ooh. not hike. How was that, honey? That that was mixed feelings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> I was very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something different because I've never did it before. Right. So we got to see like different, um, like it was like a it was like a history museum, like different, uh, like what were those called? It was like a lot of hills and like old pyramids and mm. different churches, and it yeah. it was like land where things used to be, um, but they weren't there anymore. So they like build um, like an interpretation of it. it well, I can't even talk, but that was <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, because I've never did anything like that before, um, so I like that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, yeah, having new experiences kind of just makes it that much more special. So you know, even if you mm-hmm. have things that are like that uh, that are difficult, like homesickness, or like you're talking about the the woman who was trying to like sell her child, like trying mm-hmm. to you know you see all these things that kind of put in perspective what all people are dealing with right but at the same time you get to experience these new things that maybe you hadn't seen yourself doing before um Mm -hmm. and that kind of I don't know I can't I can only speak for myself but I know when I went abroad that kind of I didn't realize it at the time but looking back on it I felt like that kind of helped me grow as Mm -hmm. a person even if even if just by a little bit you know did, did you have that impression? Yeah. Um, after coming from Peru that you... Yeah, it was definitely a... It was definitely a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, after the trip, I, I like really, really realized how blessed and fortunate I am as an individual and how we are as a country. Um, just seeing like some of the different children of how they had to grow up like doing things that a five-year-old shouldn't have to do um like getting their brother or sister ready for school or not even being able to go to school because they don't have any in the area and they don't have transportation to get there so and education is very big to me so and important so um mm-hmm. just knowing that some children do not have the opportunity to be educated mm-hmm. so that allowed me to know that you know I'm blessed and fortunate and to have family um there who care about me and who wouldn't you know sacrifice me for money who wouldn't want to sell me or who wouldn't you know offer me up to be human trafficking you know um a product of human trafficking so a lot of different instances you know showed me that I really am blessed like seeing some of the foods that they had to eat or you know even because you know though we are minorities there are some people who you know do have it rougher and uh, you know it was just just to see like how people were oppressed over there like Mm -hmm. I don't know it just touched me like when the transgender was talking about how like she's been beat up so many times and been mm-hmm. raped so many times just because of the lifestyle she chooses to live and I feel like you know everybody has the right you know their own right and they shouldn't be persecuting you know talked about hurt beat whatever mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they choose to do what they want to do so that again you know shows me how blessed and fortunate I am yeah so it was very humble and I came out I came when I came home I made up in my mind that I was going to you know pursue everything that I wanted to do go after everything I wanted to do you know, not complain about anything and to just you know put my my best put forward and, and 
go after what's mine because I have that opportunity. I have that in me and the passion. And then I'm like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to do that. There's people elsewhere who don't have that opportunity. So I'm like, if I have it, I'm going to go get it. So it was very humbling. Yeah, that's really inspiring. I feel like you just inspired me just now. But you mentioned, I was going to ask, and you just reminded me, you mentioned being a minority here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering, like, being in Peru, being a black woman in Peru, like, there are brown people in Peru as well, right? So... Mm-hmm. Did that ever pose an issue or create any, like, awkward situations? Well, no. I wouldn't say so. Um, maybe mm-hmm. because I was with a group of people. Yeah. And there were, you know, more than one African-American mm-hmm. persons in the group. Um, we didn't experience any racism or yeah. any discrimination that nature it seemed like everyone was pretty friendly who we came into contact with we did get to meet um i believe they're called afro peruvians Mm. um which are uh, peruvians of color so we got to meet them talk to them as well but i didn't feel any you know discrimination or racism while i was there no one tried to like touch your hair or anything (laughs) no <laughs> I was trying to touch their hair. <laughs> I was trying to find me some Peruvian bundles. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you were not. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> oh, and they so they good. took me to the shop. There was many people on the corner selling Peruvian bundles. Many really? people, but I oh, didn't buy okay. any though. Oh. <laughs> yes. They have like a lot of hair shops where they uh, like hair factories as well, mm-hmm. where they're getting the hair together to ship it off to the U.S. Um, people on the corners, you know, having the bundles in their hand, just swinging them back and forth. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, oh, well, wow. <laughs> right. Well, they know it's a hot commodity, so right. might as well get out in front of it and see what kind of sales they can make. So. That's fascinating. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Until you just told me. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Well, um, it seems like overall you had a really, a really positive and profound experience. Um, I'm wondering though, did you have any regrets in relation to your experience? Maybe things you wish you could have done differently or things you didn't do wish you had or I don't know anything of the sort I had zero regrets zero that's awesome that's zero good. regrets I learned a lot about myself I uh, learned a lot about um, the people I was with Peru mm-hmm. itself so overall I would change a thing that's good no regrets that's awesome. And um, this is part of your scholarship program. And you can answer or not answer however you want. I'm just wondering, um, was this program, was the trip covered? Or did you have to also contribute your own funds in order to make this happen? How did that work? It was covered It was covered to a certain extent. Um, so the scholarship program would give us a certain amount of money each mm-hmm. semester. And so the semester that we, um, you know, leading up to the trip, uh, they just basically saved that part of the scholarship for the trip. And then we had to come up with maybe $300, $400 to help out with the trip. But other than that, oh, wow. everything else was covered. Meals. That's really good. Um, we got three meals a day, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, allowance. So all of that was, you know, covered. Yeah. And you were saying, were you doing homestays? Were you staying in hotels? We stayed in different hotels. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just we wondering. stayed in maybe four different places. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good that it didn't um, yeah. break the bank because it can be really expensive to 
to mm-hmm. have these sort of experiences. So it's good that you were able to do it and it didn't have to set you back a whole a whole bunch. Yes, you know? ma'am. That's good. Definitely. Okay. So um, I guess mm-hmm. one, one last question I have for you is, um, do you have any advice for anyone who is say they're a college student they're thinking about studying abroad or maybe they're specifically thinking about going to peru like what advice do you have for any young person any student in regards to studying abroad i would encourage anyone any young student if you have the opportunity to go abroad to take it to embrace it and to run with it um set aside any fears that you may have um and just go for it and while you're there i encourage you to have an open mentality um to want to learn and try different new things and to expand your competency levels and um to experience you know different cultures because Mm -hmm. it's one thing to learn about things in a textbook in history and geography classes it's one thing to learn about it and just see tv but it's another to actually go there and be in the midst of it and see it and smell it hear it and feel it so Mm -hmm. i encourage you to you know get that experience and just take the opportunity because not everyone is given that opportunity so Mm -hmm. i encourage you to just take it run with it that's good. That's good. Thank you for that, Kayla. Um, oh, and I forgot to ask, would you go back to Peru? Or do you have any other international travel plans coming up? Um, I would go back to Peru. Um, I would probably go to another location within Peru. I'm actually going abroad to um well, I guess this is abroad to Jamaica. That's not educational, yeah, but it's counts. more pleasure. Um, <laughs> that counts too. I'm going there soon. Um, I would really like to go to France uh, mm. soon. Um, and I also want to go to Africa. So I'm not done traveling at all. Right. Now that they've gotten me over there, I don't see myself not going back anywhere. So. Right. That's good. I'm excited to <laughs> travel and see other parts of the world. Yeah, that still counts. And I'm sure that'll be an experience in itself. I'm sure it'll be different, too, because you're not going for academic purposes. It'll, right. um, you know, you might experience it differently because, um, you know, it's a different purpose for going. But I'm sure that'll still be fun. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for being my guest. Hopefully this turns out all right. Um, I'll listen through it and and let you know. But um, thank you so much. Is there, do you want people to find you on social media? If so, where? Yes. That's cool too. Let me see. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, I don't even know. (laughs) It's okay. It's follow me on Instagram at K. This is how you spell it K A Y underscore B E E three five. Mm-hmm. K A Y underscore B E E three five. And that's Instagram. And Facebook is just Kayla Bryant. And I will surely accept your request. <laughs> okay. <That's awesome. laughs> well, Thank you so much. I can't so, even tell you how how appreciate. Oh no, go ahead. What were you about to say? I was just going to say thank you for having me as your first um, guest. This was awesome, and I was nervous at first, but it turned out great. And yeah, thank you. And I'm so proud of you and the young gifted oh. in abroad. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm proud of you as well. I tell my all the time, like. You're like three years younger than me, but I feel like I look to you, look up to you in so many ways. I feel like you just had so much life experience in such a short amount of time. And I don't know. I honestly look up to you, even though that sounds kind of backwards, you know, but, you know, so I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. you, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, when um, I seen you going over, hmm? when I seen you go overseas many times, I was like, okay, now Danielle can do it. I can do it. 
Oh. She's going again. I'll be like, hey, Faith, she's going on over there again. <laughs> so you, you gave me the, you, you motivated me to get up and just go as well. So, you know, the feeling oh. is mutual, looking up to one another. So it's dope having a cousin like you. Oh, thank you. That made my day. That really just made my day. I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, boy. That's hot. Okay. Well, I will talk to you soon. I don't know when I'll see you again. Probably. I don't know if I'm going down for Father's Day. If not, then I guess I'll see you in July for your very All special right. day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, are you in your house now? Did you move in? Yeah, I'm here. On the floor. <laughs> so exciting. Okay. Well, I'll let you be. Thank you for letting me take up your time. Tell Jante and everybody I said hi. And enjoy I will. the rest of your evening. Okay? You too. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all. There it is. <laughs> Special thanks to my cousin Kayla for being my very first guest. Kayla, if you are listening, I just want to say thank you once again. And I hope you like how it all turned out. And to the rest of you listening, if you have any questions, comments, or if you yourself would like to be a guest, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. I'm always on the lookout for more guests. So if you identify as a person of color who would like to talk to me about any international experiences you've had as a student, uh, regardless of whether or not you're a student currently, then I would love to hear from you. So that's younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at younggiftedandabroad. That's all written out. And we've also got a website up, younggiftedandabroad.com, where you'll find all the episodes general information about the podcast and um, blog posts corresponding to each episode speaking of which uh, make sure you check out the description box um, on soundcloud for each episode um, because there i will include a link to that episode's blog posts which will also include um, a resource list so if you are interested in any of the programs fellowships scholarships what have you that um, are mentioned in Young, Gifted, and Abroad episodes, then um, make sure you check that out because um, I'm going to put that information out there for you and I really hope that it helps. And that is all that I have for you this week. Um, so this week, my cousin Kayla talked about her time in Peru. Next week, I have a dear friend of mine who's going to be talking about Germany. She's been to Germany like a thousand times. <laughs> Not, not not really a thousand times, but quite a few. And she's done some pretty cool things while she was over there. So she's going to tell us all about that next week. So look forward to that. And until then, thank you so much for listening. Happy Juneteenth and talk to you next time.